there is so much wealth in this industry and I mean real estate in general. And like, it's just a matter of like being flexible one and then owning and learning along the way and then making friends. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. STR Nation, before we get into this week's episode, I've got some I am so excited to share with you guys. For the last couple of years, we've been recruiting and training virtual assistants for our private mastermind students, and we have now a officially open that up to the public. So if you are looking to hire a virtual assistant for your short-term rental business, then go to strsecrets.com slash VA and we will recruit, onboard, and train a VA for you. And if they don't save you at least 40 hours a month in admin work, then you don't pay. So I put a crazy guarantee on this because I've been testing this out for the last two years with our mastermind members. And I'm so confident that it works that if it doesn't, randomly work for you, I'm literally going to give your money back. So if you want more info on that offer, head over to strsecrets.com slash VA. And now let's get to this week's episode. All right. What is going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Shogren. Here, as always, with my brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What's up, E? My brother, good to see you. This is show number three for the day. I always forget how much I love doing the back-to-back shows. I get so energized. So just that from it, I am good. It's it's so funny. Once you like start asking the universe for things, how the universe kind of rewards you. Um, we've been growing our our management business, and we had one agent in the last week and a half send us two properties that are in fit with like what we're looking for. Uh, and then our leadership team is redoing our traction documents, so the BTO document from our traction. Yep. And it's and it's funny because like. When we were, uh, when I was a one-man show, you read those books and you're like, those books can be life-changing, but then you don't have the team of people around you, right? And then I remember me and Tasha read the book and we did the traction, the video document the first time. And it was more life-changing, but not completely as life-changing as now doing it with a team of five and being able to cast the vision, right? And you just like, sometimes you're there and you're just like, why are we doing this? Like, let's do the work that we know we have to do, right? But then for, for me as being the head of sales, it becomes so much easier to sell the company because we have spent so much time coming through the systems and working through the stuff that we're doing and like really answering the questions like, who are we, what we do, who we serve. And so, again, it's been a point that like I've been trying to make in this last couple of shows that we have had is the sooner you can afford to grow a team of people around you, one, the more fun businesses, and two, the quicker you're going to be able to get to that higher level of kind of playing this game, that all this personal development books that you like read, it'll make a difference because you actually have a team where you can go through the exercise. Whereas before it's like, lock you and yourself in the, in a, in a roof and it's two hours to talk about this. It'll be like, just be by myself. I mean, like, okay, you know, all my personalities in this room and see if we can come up with anything good to work on, right? And it's and it's kind of counterintuitive on the road to financial freedom to like hire a bunch of people that put financial 
weight and burden on you in a sense, right? Paying all those salaries. But at the same time, if, if you're committed to doing this for the long term, I realized in my own, in my own journey, that was a disservice for me not to grow the team on a management side. I always understood that on like the cleaning and the maintenance and everything else, but on the management side as well, bringing on those extra brains. Yeah, it's, it makes a difference. Your life gets a lot easier. Like you, there's always challenges, but the challenges are different. But when you get the right people in the right seats, man, whew, your yeah. life. And yeah. you get to have more fun. Like that's the other thing that like I realized is like any time through the initial growing pains, then you get to a point that like you're kind of starting doing maybe three days or four days out of the week. You're actually just doing what you love to do. Yeah. And then you realize that like the whole day passes you like, I don't feel stressed after that. Like I had like an awesome day. Like the other day I went to look at three houses and met three different owners, signed up two of them. And I'm like, I can do this all day. Like I love this. This is energizing to me. It's exciting. It's fun. I can flow through the conversation. I can flow through it. I'm like, I just need to continue to grow so we can continue to do this over and over and more and more. If you want to see the, the design that we were talking about a couple of episodes ago at Mike's new hotel, they just, the girls just posted it on IG, on the on design IG. There's a picture of this beautiful octopus, all colored. I was geeking out. I sent that out to a bunch of people, but it looks incredible. Dude, in person, it's, it's wild with Pretty the lights. Like yeah. it's crazy. Wow. It looks so cool. So anyways, sorry, that is my rack. It's all good, man. It's all good. I'm excited for today's episode because I've seen Andrew online for, I feel like years. Like I, we've always been in similar groups. And then I remember meeting him and Megan in Nashville. And that's why I like, I recognized Megan's face. And I was like, I feel like I've known her. And then it took me like two seconds. Cause when I was like, so brain foggy, I'm like, okay, cool. No, like I know these people I'm excited. And the cool thing about them, I, they sent me their bio and I was telling them offline, I'd rather have them tell their story because this is going to be a really cool episode because they have such a diverse background in real estate and in investing and construction that I think it's going to be so valuable for everybody because I know when I got into this, I had no real estate experience and I was just learning it on the fly. I look at these guys like seasoned vets that have done so many different facets in real estate and then eventually landed in short-term rentals. So it's always a really cool perspective to see it from the, the flip side of that coin mm -hmm. and why it's still such an attractive asset class for somebody that's so seasoned as investors. Yeah. And so, that for sure. So without further ado, welcome to the show, guys. Glad you guys are here. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Glad to, glad to be here with you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So why don't you guys walk us back? Because again, you, you've done a lot of different stuff in and around real estate. So let's take it back to the beginning and then we'll, we'll catch us up to where you guys are at now. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll dive in and, and pretty much we, uh, we're from Massachusetts and we, we moved up to New Hampshire when we were very young, kind of came up here, got our first house, you know, had $3,000 in, in the savings account, not, not a lot, you know, just basic, basic people. And I was hands-on construction with my dad, background remodeling. So I had some hands-on construction growing up as a child. Landed an entry-level job as just a maintenance technician. And, you know, worked in that role for many, many vast years. Got around very, you know, certified technicians. Got to shadow all the vendors. Everything from senior housing to vacation rentals. You know, million-dollar houses in the mountains up here, Vermont, New Hampshire. So pretty much a little bit, a little bit of everything. And then Worked my way into a property manager, about 144 unit complex, 
and uh, real low vacancy, you know, how to turn this place around, really kick it, kick it in the butt. It was really going the opposite direction when I got in there, but really made a good way with the owner and that family owned five or six major companies and really showed me the way he started adding more complexes, more employees, you know, work my way up to about 38, 40 million in real estate holdings, property manager of staff for about 15. And then just slowly on the side, met a painter, actually at one of the complexes and Sharon Williams, hired him, became a business partner of mine, started Cityscape, very proud of it. Over 12 years now, Cityscape's been in business. So I'm doing kind of small fix and flips on the side while I was still a property manager, serving on community boards, kind of kept, you know, the scale of further along. Cityscape was just a fix and flip company. And I had a friend who owned one of the realtor agencies and, and we were buying foreclosures at the time. And he kind of was like, who's doing this foreclosure work for you? And he goes, oh, you want to start doing it? And, you know, changed a few locks, got into doing the trash outs. And that's kind of been our main kind of gig. So I was in and out of real estate all the time doing that, property managing. Cityscape became very big, had to break into a holding company, service company. And then it's just, it's just kept going from there. And I'm very proud now. We own four service companies, six real estate holding companies. I have Megan's unbelievable diverse background and, and the journey of 23 years uh, with her. So it's, it's been amazing to get to where we're at now. And we do a little bit of, a little of everything. So um, I'll let, I'll let Meg jump in on her background a bit. And so as Andrew mentioned, we moved up here when we were really young to New Hampshire and I found an entry-level job at a local bank in their file room. And I worked at that bank for 16 years. And throughout those 16 years, I worked in loan servicing all the way through that department. Um, I was a senior commercial lending assistant in the um, commercial lending department. And then I progressed to uh, assistant vice president in their um, mitigation loan workout area, helping small businesses that were struggling um, get back on their feet, um, especially during COVID, it was really imperative that you know we keep these businesses afloat. But during my time in the commercial banking world, I learned all kinds of good, you know, good uh, nuggets of how to structure entities, loan terms, all kinds of things that you know have, have helped us as a as our own business um, grow. So. Yeah, I'm super, super excited about our background in, in these two fields that have, you know, helped us mend and meld into what we have created today. Yeah. And around 2020s, when we kind of dived into short term uh, rentals and Megan's now a full time entrepreneur for, I think, two years. So she finally exited her um, W2, you know, which, which I did many, many years before her. But so it's, it's glad to be able to have both of us, you know, in the office kind of shaking shaking and moving. And, you know, she's kind of left, exited the banking, came in. She's the CEO now of Cityscape. So that's our construction development company. And she runs a short-term rental cleaning division out of there, servicing the Lake Sunapee uh, region. And she's also the owner. Uh, we kind of founded Pond Life Vacation Rentals together. It's really a simple trade name, just to dive in how it's kind of started. And we went from a trade name to, okay, you know, it actually was a family slogan to a trade name you know, pond life, because we just, we finally bought a place on the water and we come from very, you know, very basic beginnings, you know, lower income family. So, you know, it was a very big thing to see my wife and my nephew have their feet in the end of the dock in the water. So we called time after work, you know, pond life. And uh, so Megan is, is the proud hundred percent owner now of that, of that entity. So she does run that hundred percent for our family, um, which is, you know, done very well. And, and we're very niche. I mean, I think she's got 
20 to 25 now repeat, you know, gas for our, for our portfolio, which is just amazing. Uh, we just had someone leave a note that said, you know, they want to come back for their third time. So, you know, we're, we're fortunate to have her banking and all her skills too, and risk mitigation and all that. Um, she's very uh, organized, uh, very, uh, she analyzes things very well for us. So, which is good. Puts the brakes on me a bit because I have a lot of energy. So. I yep. can see the the dynamic duo yeah. there. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love it. When you guys say uh, real estate service companies for people that don't know what that is, what does that what does that mean? Yeah. So we just kind of point towards like um, Cityscape is specializes in, in property maintenance, the foreclosure the division that uh, Pond Life Vacation Rentals is a property management company. So it's a separate service company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, we also uh, recently have started Cash Street Technologies, where we're teaching financial freedom, uh, doing some other things, offering some couples retreats. And then our last one is a publishing house I just started, which is be announcing some more about that. But we might as well plug it here, which is going to be Cash uh, Street Advisors Press and very happy to get that that launched off the ground. So when I say service companies, they're companies that for us, they go and grab revenue. They're not in the, the real estate holding. I mean. That's what kind of cash street technology is about is our, is our four bars, we call it. So, you know, service companies, revenue coming in, holding companies, which we think is very important, real estate, that type of asset class. We like intellectual property, you know, that type of stuff there, you know, everything from trademarks to royalties, you know, every, everything in that range, patents, products. And then, and then our other bar is, is nonprofit. We're big on nonprofit work. I'm always trying to serve on a board. Uh, the directors, Megan is a is a proud director on a credit union. Um, I'm on the supervisory committee. So the, when I when we say service companies, those are companies in the industry that's specific to real estate um, is really what we teach even at Cash Street Technology, uh, beside the other four boss. So we're we go out and, and try to grab revenue to keep us going uh, with those companies. And and our our model has always been to kind of take that, you know, earn earned income and transfer it over into intellectual property and real estate holdings. Love that. So what, what is the, uh, what's the portfolio look like now? Cause you guys have a, a pretty diverse portfolio. So I definitely want to highlight that and talk more about that. So we have sh- six short-term rentals on our, um, in our portfolio, we do have long-term um, tenants and commercial. So residential and commercial tenants. Um, we have boat storage, um, RV storage, but our six short-term rentals are, it's it's actually really nice the depth of our portfolio because we have dog friendly options, um, non dog friendly options. We have a tiny home, we have waterfront properties, water access properties. Um, we have a downtown studio that's right in the heart of um, downtown Newport, which is great for if you're coming to the area. We do a lot of accommodations for traveling nurses, so all of our properties fit that lifestyle as well. So. I think that we do have a, a diverse portfolio in that in that respect. Yeah, and our our, our, our short term rentals are nice because they're they're close. So we're we're on a little pond here. You know, we have three properties on the same pond, so that makes it really nice. And then I was lucky enough to buy a building around the corner, really right right around the corner. It's twelve hundred feet on a pond too, and that's our shop, six thousand square foot building. Really stole it, got it at auction for fifty thousand dollars. I mean, it's just it's really oh, wow. when you think about it. So yeah, um, and we we run our maintenance shop out of here. We keep all our equipment here. We have an office here, so that's really great location, close to our our three STRs on the pond. Uh, so which helps out because we rent kayaks and do do some extra seasonal add-ons and thing and things like that. 
And like Megan said, the studio is nice too. I call it the economy. It's like our economy, you know, it's, it's literally a $99 a night studio, but it's, it's like the eco lodge. It's great. You know, I mean, it's does very well. It's, it's in a mixed use building. So we have two down, uh, downtown, it's downtown building. So two commercial uh, tenants in, in downstairs, which happens to be ones in the gravestone business and ones in taxes. So both of those are not going out of business. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're long and they've been there long term, you know. So they're staple tenants and, and we we have great relationships. So I love having them. And then, you know, upstairs in that building, we have a long-term apartment, and then we flex the back to a studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's done really well. And we get a lot of short-term contracts for traveling nurses up there. I was kind of doing traveling nurses before they were a thing. We used to rent to them a long time ago, you know, and, and we used to do like Bonnie plants when they move around and rent units to them. So I was kind of new about furnished units. Um, before you know they were they were kind of plugged all the time like they are now mm-hmm. but um they, they're a great staple uh for us so so megan has a lot of fun with with the with that side of the portfolio and our portfolio is a little smaller now than it's been i mean you know cityscape is fixed and flips you know anywhere from 25 to 30 properties now um somewhere somewhere in that range and we used to hold about 15 at a time and now we're holding down around 10 so we do, we do change with, with lifestyle for us and things like that. So it's, we knew things were coming. We, we obviously in the banking industry, we follow a lot of things. So um, we're always kind of restructurizing our debt. And then we also invest with our LLCs. So like all of our companies are separate. They're their own entities. They have their own missions. They have their own succession plans. And we also have invested. So we might cash out of real estate and we might go into a startups on some other type of companies where we can get a majority of that holding. Um, and, you know, it's a gamble, you know, but like all things, some of those things work out and and some of those don't. Uh, actually, one of those ones is how I kind of got to know Julie George, just real quick, before I got you know, fully in the hospitable host, was a connection, Daniel Cruz, who started Wash B&B, and a bunch of us went in. And- Wash B&B. He kind of seed funded that. So that's what I mean by example. So we also do that investing with our with our LLCs and our real estate holding companies as well and, and different type of strategies. So, so um, yeah, so with the Wash B&B was cool. So I kind of got in, we got in early with that and we'll see what Daniel does. we got a lot of hope uh, that he's, that he's going to take care of our money there. Um, and we get to see him every time, every year at Nashville. So every, every Nashville, I've been able to see Daniel and, me and Julie and Daniel get to reunite. Me and Julie get to poke him and say, "Hey, how's the investment doing?" And kind of check on it, check on his strategy. So I think people should keep those options open too when they're when they're thinking about uh, investments because sometimes you know you want to balance liquidity and, and different types of risks. So yeah, it's just yeah. And I, I think I was so excited to have you guys on for that specific reason because I think we have a lot of people that are very niche, and then we have had like. Uh, Bill Fate was on, and obviously he has done an extensive, he has an extensive background, and he all kind of carries into whatever he does now, but he also doesn't repeat the businesses, right? So like once he's out of something, he's out of something. And I think that is how I, I look at real estate. I'm also hyper-local, like, like, like you guys. And to me, it's never a matter of like, is there something that I'm never going to do again? Like I'll still wholesale when there's things that like come my way that are not right for me. We have done fix and flips. We have done, I don't like putting things on the market. Like, I don't want to sell anything. Me and my dad have a joke that like, I'm always like, are you selling anything? I'm like, I'm not selling. Are you selling? I'll buy it. <laughs> right? Like that's how my attitude has always been. But it gives us so much. And then I also love, obviously, 
I see a lot of myself in your in your history with the like with the maintenance and like there is so much wealth in this industry and I mean real estate in general. And like it's just a matter of like being flexible one and then owning and learning along the way and then making friends. Cause I remember similar to you, like I all of them all of the team that I have now, like my AC vendor, my plumber and everything else, are people that like I learned from 11, 12 years ago. And there are people that like have helped me like my plumber helped me pay for my wedding because like I used to go work for him on Saturday and Sundays. And like, I learned so much, my AC guy, like anytime you like, you need extra hands, I'll come and help you. And in our industry, especially when you stay hyper local, it's how you create yourself. It, first of all, a massive web of people that love and care about you. Cause that's the other thing. Those people actually give a shit. And so like, whenever they go and service our units now, I know for a fact that first of all, they're well-trained. Like they call our, our, our guests guests. They don't call our guests like lady tenant. They never tell them anything that is wrong with the properties. Like what's wrong with it? Well, nothing. We say it's like we need to change it immediately. And they're like, you know, they know not to share anything with the guest, but has come from like that years and years and years of like the community. I'll take care of you. You have family coming into town. Let us hook you up. Like they can come and stay with us at a discount rate and everything else. And so it's really like come, come to pay off. STR Nation, want to know how I gained $817,000 in equity in 19 months using none of my own money? Well, if you haven't already heard me talk about boutique hotels, I just recorded an 18-minute case study for my private mastermind group on how I bought a tiny 13-unit hotel in Rockport and more than doubled its value from $2.25 to $5.5 million in 19 months. But instead of keeping this one a secret, I decided to share it with you guys completely free. Just go to www.strsecrets.com hotels to access the case study and promise in just 18 minutes, you'll know why boutique hotels are my favorite STR strategy in 2023. I break down everything from the renovations, the location, the investment, the equity, the financing, and how to take advantage of forced appreciation. So when you have 20 minutes, go to www.strsecrets.com hotels. And now let's get into this week's episode. I wanted to ask you guys about your small home, your tiny home. Is that something that you guys already bought that once existing? Did you guys make the tiny home? What's the story there? Yep. So we had um, an opportunity to buy this. So this would be our third property on this pond. And I actually was down with the migrating. And Andrew came in the bedroom and was like, Megan, there was a house that just came on the market on Rocky Mountain Pond. I, and literally that next morning, we went and looked at it. We told the realtor, we're following you to your office. We're making an offer on it. Don't don't show it anymore. Um, and actually, we were the first people to look at it. But it's a it was a pre-existing cabin. So it's 14 by 16. So it's 240 square feet. And it literally was just two by fours. So it was there was no sheetrock, no, no paint. There was plumbing. So we fitted up completely. It's super cute. It's probably my favorite property <laughs> in our portfolio. It's just fun. And then it has 115 feet of waterfront, 40 foot dock. And it's nice because the property, you know, you start up the driveway and it just tears down to the pond. So there's all these different levels to it. So if you wanted to be a little bit more private, you just step away from the, the pond and kind of get up into the tree line. But what's really great about it is the wildlife that we have in Croydon. So like, this morning we saw a bald eagle. Um, there's always heron, and you know there's obviously tons of fish in the pond. But just the wildlife, the loons every every morning and every night they're sounding off. So it's a great experience for our guests. And like Andrew said, we have 
tons of repeat guests. And it's really challenging. I think that's the, the challenging part of being in the short-term rental is because there's all these options for guests to go to. And the fact that we have this following of you know 15 or 20 guests that come back, if not every year, twice a year, um, we had another. So we put this property online last year and it did fantastic. So it's, it's just basically July through September. And we have another repeat guest coming back up in a few weeks for that. So yeah, we're super, super stoked about, you know, the tiny, yeah, tiny movement and, and, in general. And she's, and she's so, she's so intrigued with it. She loves it. She's forgetting some of the best part. Okay? <laughs> this property had a 200 amp service in all the utilities were already pre. She's excited about the concept. And you're like, no, but honestly, it's buildable. And well, I guess the infrastructure is unreal. And, and so, so she's missing the best part. It had a brand new two bedroom septic already stayed approved, you know, conduit already in 200 amp service. And he had it already pre planned for two tiny homes. So she's missing. So we're in the process of going to be finishing the second one right above the first one. So this will have two tiny homes, you know, 115 feet of frontage, kind of a really unique property. So for us, we, we've got real creative too. So we'll put this listing on as two separate and then, when it's finished, we'll put it on as one so you can rent them both together. Yeah. So, you know, it also creates three listings for us out there. And we have two properties on the other side of the pond right next to each other. We've done the same thing. We didn't do it right at first. We went a whole year of like, oh, wow, what are we doing? We have two. We can open it up and do 12 guests, you know, and do two cabins together, you know, because we were only really going for each one separate. So now we have three listings just with those two. And then when these are done, you know, we'll have three. So we'll have six, you know, be able to have six listings kind of out there as well. Um, hitting all those multiple advertisers, like Megan said, but mm -hmm. I'm excited about the tiny home because it had great, you know, septic infrastructure, underground utilities run already in the buildings. The site work was pretty much already, already done. And, and just, you know, the guy who owned it before owned a plumbing company and he was, you know, he did well for himself. So he didn't, you know, waste any money when he originally built the tiny home down by the water and, putting in the infrastructure. So it was a, like she said, the realtor was like, you guys don't want to go home and think about it or wait a day. And we were like, no, we want to follow you back now. And, you know, give you a deposit. And at that time, I think we already had four, four properties in Croydon. So it was kind yeah. of a, you know, no brainer for us to, to make a move on that. So, yeah, but it's weird that being hyper local and the previous life experiences kind of come into play. Yeah. And I think local is good too. You yeah, know, like, like like you said, like we try to like Megan does a good job with the local focus, like all the wildlife photos in our properties. And we've learned some of the stuff from you guys, too, you know, and, and being part of all these groups and following everybody. That's just leaders in this industry. And we have a very special lady who actually goes out in the woods in Croydon and she takes all these unbelievable photos. And I, I found her through buying a picture at the general store. Come to find out now she does all these custom big eagles and whatever we need. So when you come into the properties, the wildlife that you're going to see here in New Hampshire is in there. They're on the place mats. You know, Megan's done a good job with that, too. And then she follows up and it's one of our little secrets. And I think it's something people should do is you should follow up with your guests, you know, follow up with some letter or some type of communication um, and maybe maybe just not be always electronic. So. Uh, maybe something that has that extra personal touch that was like, wow, they actually wrote me something or, you know, that little extra, I think that is, you know, kind of a nugget I'm throwing out there um, is kind of something that Megan does, which is what really leads to those repeat guests coming back for us. So I love that. One thing I wanted to shift a little bit to now, 
since you have this diverse portfolio and the different companies, what is your, what does your team look like to, to run the business? So it sounds like Megan's run on, running point on a lot of the STR stuff, but what does the rest of the team look like now? Well, she, she's running point on pretty much everything now since she, since she left her job, she's like my chief of staff and I keep creating things and, you know, I have to be careful because I do have to get approval for, for our team is like CPA, you know, financial, financial guy, massive legal and, and multiple different, uh, different ways of that. Uh, our family's always been involved. So for the construction company, I always had my dad's uh, around in the beginning. And then I had my nephews, you know, on par, on, on par for that stuff. But, you know, the construction company has been around for 12 years. So that's gone to like really subcontractor and vendor base, which has been very, very great for me. It was uh, a little bit of a transition at first, you know, not to, keep bidding jobs and, and landing huge construction jobs, but it was, uh, you know, finding service staff in the service industry is definitely tougher. So, um, and I had a lot of people in business that I hit that. So we're a smaller base team. We're really still hands-on. Um, and although we have very good support team, um, Megan has some cleaners that come in and help her on some levels, you know, so overall though, we're, we're a lot of it, you know, we don't have a, we don't rely on a big, tech stack, even though I can't speak too much to that in the short term or the automated messaging. But for me, it's um, the the construction company and Cityscape morphed into mainly like I don't work for the general public. So that's a lot easier for us. It's we work for just financial institutions, banks, and I've been doing it so long. The systems are there with the vendors. And I have a very reliable nephew um, named James that's still around that helps me out. So I can rely on him. And he's been part of the family business for many years. And he's also a partner in some of our real estate. So almost what he was speaking to earlier of uh, my nephew's been around so many vendors, HVAC, this, you know, I could be in Florida at our place and the furnace is out and he can troubleshoot these things. And, you know, so we have that type of support team and really good local and really good local vendors is kind of how I bit. So I, I went with a big subcontracting base, but we are in a point where Megan is exploring, you know, options of either having to face, you know, hiring uh, someone in-house or, you know, looking at the VA options and the other options that a lot of our friends and other people are leaning on. So we did have about 15 employees at one time just to kind of dial back. And, you know, we've worked, you know, out of that kind of model. Um, I did take on a lot more work originally too in the property management sector. So I was like, you know, like I got to spend my time focused on my portfolio, uh, not other people's. Um, but you're looking at the really big chief of staff here. Um, and she relies on a lot of uh, uh, legal help and things like that to, to package up a lot of the stuff we do on certain ends. So Megan, I'm going to ask you this question. How do you get everything done? And then what is, I know you guys said you run a pretty lean tech stack. So what's, what's the tech look like? And then are you running point on all the guest communication? Are you doing the cleanings? Are you coordinating the cleanings? It sounds like the maintenance end is pretty much covered with everything else you guys got. But what is just like the typical like day-to-day -day turnover and guest communication reservation process look like? Yep. So um, we have a, like Anderson, we have a really limited tech stack. Um, so I do have a lot of the messages automated that go back and forth with guests but I will run the guest services aspect of that. Um, our cleaning staff is very, very limited um, or slim. And, but I do go out and look at, you know, make sure that the properties are like after the guest leaves, make sure they left it in, you know, a clean order. Um, the cleaning staff comes in, 
And for our tech stack, um, you know, we use Logify for our channel manager and our website, which, you know, like every um, channel manager right now, they're completely, you know, advancing, especially with the AI integrations. Um, I'm part of their beta testing. So anytime that they get some new improved tricks, they're, you know, having me test it. So that's fantastic. And then we know our market. So we um, we don't utilize any, you know, pricing tools. We are just doing doing it ourselves just based off of, you know, the market in our area. Um, so I think that's why we find it really crucial for us to be, you know, in our market and not expand to other markets at this time, um, because I think we know our market fairly well in that aspect. Okay. It's similar to Rose. Like, I feel like it's a similar vibe. We had Rose on earlier and it's, it's that is the ownership of the nicheness of your, you know, the people that want to come and experience the fun life, like the, the life that you guys have, have found yep. that is so soothing and that you love so much. I think it's also, there's a big element of, and which is very different for, for who I am as a person, but it's, it's something that like I've come to have to like learn and remember It's like, I constantly want to explore and go to new places. And then I'm going to go there and I stay three or four weeks and I become a local, but then I'm like, great. I would love to buy a house here, but I'm not coming back here for another four or five, six years. And then he said, there's these people that are like fine suiting. And that my grandfather was like that. My grandfather built our summer house and my grandpa has vacation at our summer house every summer for the last 59 years. And you ask him, he's like, don't you want to go somewhere else? He's like, why? I have the best ocean here. My house right there. And so there is an element of like, especially like in the woods or at the lakes or at the pond, the people are like, I love this. And like, my dream is to just go there, go down to the dock with my little boat and go fishing. I know my people. I know Megan. She's going to take care of me. Everything is great. And so there is an element of like choosing your avatar. And it sounds like you guys have really like narrowed down your avatar. Again, similar to Rose, to like who you guys are as people and who you're going to serve as people and what you would love. And all of a sudden you're like, dude, this is doing great. And you're like, yeah, because we're serving people like us. And like, that's that's how how it's been. Um, I would love to pivot this uh, to Hospitable Hopes because you guys wrote, you were a member of the first book. So it's been quite an evolution. I would love for you guys to share how you got into it and what have been some of the, some of the greatest things that come to for you guys in terms of like the group, the network, the learning. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll dive in because uh, Hospitable Hosts kind of really started with me. You really have to dial all the way back to kind of Clubhouse. So mm-hmm. 2019-ish, like all of us, you know, we have ups and ups and downs and all, and all kinds of things. So for me, I, I kind of mentioned earlier, foreclosure industry, moratoriums came in place 2019. Well, I watched one company. That's a good example of why you need to be diversified is, you know, I watched one company lose, you know, two to 300,000 in, in income. So, you know, I, I started kind of plucking around and looking at some of them and say, hey, we have some of these properties we're renting long term on the water and some other things kind of happened that we needed to increase our income in, in places. So it really started with me kind of kind of searching around Daniel Cruz, Wash B&B, got Daniel invited me on the clubhouse and pretty much going every Sunday to kind of listen to Julie's room. Actually, I came on and talked one time. And Mike was like, I think you're from like the South Shore, Massachusetts, because you could tell by my accent. This was this was years ago, you know. And so it kind of went from listener on Sundays, because because like anything, I'm a big audiobook guy, self-improvement, you know, and 
and was just like absorbing. And of course, she's looking at me, what are you doing? It's seven o'clock at night, Sunday, and this stuff is running in the background. Because when I, when I find something, you know, I get obsessed about it and I stay on that until I can get all of it. And, you know, this is free. This is free information. These are on, on people doing doing short-term stuff. They're in their market more than I've kind of been. And I just, I listened every Sunday constantly, got to speak a couple of times, had the pleasure. And then I got an invite uh, from Jody Sterling. And for me, it was great. It was, at a, it was actually at a time in, in my life where I was, I got faced with a rear end collision, you know, which I'm a construction guy. So I'm physical still, you know, I like doing my remodeling and my stuff. So I had a rear end collision hit um, me, which kind of took me out physically for a little bit on top of moratoriums in place, slowing down my construction company. So it was a really a pivot at, at a time. And then of course the book was a huge blessing. I mean, it was, it was a, you know, a total yes from me. And not and an unbelievable life-changing experience to be part of this group and, and continue to grow it, you know, like right from you know, watching watching Nashville and you guys start the SCR Wealth Conference, you know, and watch all these other things that have really sprung from Clubhouse in this group, you know, for me is really it's unbelievable to really watch it unfold. So I'm super proud to be in hospitable host. I got chapter 25 for people listening that don't know. That is Megan's birthday. It wasn't planned. But to get that landed was just another blessing, you know, to come through. Um, so it was a really dot connector for me. And it's really expanded our mindset, you know, in short-term rentals, um, which has been great. I mean, Megan really loves loves doing it. Um, we rent everything from, cat, you know, paddle boards, kayaks, floating mats, all this extra stuff that you get to give people life. You know, for us, we don't come from much. So we know what it's like to save up for that family vacation and work super hard. So you know, we want to give a hundred percent, even if not 120, you know, anything I like to do, you know, I stay really committed to. So it's a, it's an unbelievable feeling for us to be able to give people, you know, a place that they, that they have an immersed experience with their family, creating lifelong memories. So it's, and to watch her, you know, run it now and, and be entrepreneurial um, is an amazing thing. So clubhouse and hospitable host has really led to conferences more expanded collaborative things that I'm that I'm working on. And I've got to meet some great people both in Mike's mastermind and in Bill's that I'm that I'm friends with, you know, out, outside of that. So it's it's amazing for for us. You know, it's it's really hard. It's a really hard thing sometimes to fully put into words. I love that. I love that. Well Really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you guys for coming on here. This was amazing. Um, before we get into the last question, where can the listeners learn more about you guys and connect with you guys? Okay, well, I am on Facebook, so you can go there. I got a, I got a Linktree account, but you can find us at uh, caststreettech.com is really going to be the best place to kind of get you know everything we have there uh, going for us. You can't find her. She's not on Facebook, unfortunately, but her plug is, is Pond Life Rentals. Yeah, pondliferentals.com dot com and and we're we're offering some uh, couples health and wealth retreats coming up so we're happy if anybody you know feels like minded and wants to join us they're they're going to be unbelievable events the one in the fall happens to be on our twenty third year anniversary week so we we oh, love wow. people to come spend time with us yeah that's awesome yeah love it love it well the last question we ask all of our guests is what is your number one secret to success with short term rentals. With short-term rentals, um, I think it's professionalism, you know, kind of going back to Hospitable Host, you know, that book is advocacy for the short-term rental industry. 
which is imperative right now because you see a lot of the towns putting restrictions and bans on um, the short-term rental operators and, and just being, you know, being honest with, you know, going back to professionalism, being honest with your insurance agent, you know, let them know that you're running a short-term rental business um, because regular homeowners insurance just won't cut it in this industry. Um, don't rely on Airbnbs, you know, air, air coverage, but yeah, definitely be professional. There's a lot of hosts that are, you know, giving our short-term rental industry a bad rap and um, we need to make sure we turn that around. Love it. Love it. My advice is to have someone that can run guest services, you know, extremely well. And my top tip is cleaning. It's, you know, five-star cleaning, I think, is is really imperative if you're in the short-term rental industry. I think most of us know it's, you know, cleaners are, are make or break it and take good care of your cleaner. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you guys again for coming on the show. Had a lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing all your growth and success. And for the listeners out there, hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care, everybody. Hey, STR Nation. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes. And we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.